passion, freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com. Bastards and wenches, welcome to episode 321 of No Borders, No Race. I am your King Baby Doc Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoyed and appreciated the effort I placed into doing our previous episode. Doing an entire show in Japanese was the hardest thing I have ever had to do. In order to get all of that done, I had to write the script in English, use Google Translate to put it into Japanese, have CEI founder Mikio Hattori-sensei double-check the translation, reformat it into Gromaji, practice each paragraph three times before pressing the record button, and then do some editing tricks to make me sound a lot more fluid than I actually am. Because Japanese is a very hard language to learn, to the point where I often bite my tongue when speaking it for long periods of time. But the feedback that I've gotten from Japanese friends and the like has been pretty positive. They said I did a good job. They gave me a couple of notes to work with in regards to when I should pause when speaking or emphasizing a syllable better. But all in all, my feedback has been very positive, which makes me feel good. I hope maybe one day, somewhere in the future... I could look back at this and see how far I've come along with learning Japanese. You know, after all, I'll be moving there in about a month or so. And speaking of which, as I mentioned in the last episode, I will be teaching in Tokyo. Currently, I am in the midst of trying to find an apartment and learning everything that I can in order to prepare for this big move. It is a lot of work. So much so that after this episode and before the big finale... I may do only all music episodes of No Borders, No Race, so please understand just how busy I am where I have to do such a thing. But we've got things to talk about on this episode, so let's start the show. On this week's No Borders, No Race, we play with some wolves at the Brighton Music Hall, and a cult classic cartoon makes its grand return. Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, why our country needs to be a little more sex positive. But first, let's start this week's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're starting off with a group that I'm actually surprised I haven't played yet. In fact, I have been following them for two years, and I've yet to spin a single song of theirs up until this very moment. I am talking about the super popular and super unique Atarashi Gakko. They just released a new EP this year called Ichijiki Koku, and from that album is Otono Nabu. Wakateru, <laughs> 
Yeah. 
their album Chasing the Horizon. That was Man with a Mission with Take Me Under. The Wolves recently finished a U.S. tour and are now in the midst of conquering Europe one country at a time. And I felt privileged to be able to see Man with a Mission at the Brighton Music Hall a couple of weeks back and wound up being the last stop on their U.S. tour. For someone who has been following them for years but has actually never taken the opportunity to watch live footage of them, I was curious as to how they perform with those giant wolf heads. So call me surprised when I saw how it was all done. So before the show even began, they made the announcement of there being no photos or videos to be taken during the performance. You know, the usual thing you hear from many artists. But when you see why they asked the audience to refrain from it, I do understand. So both drummer Spearhead and DJ Santa Monica wear full wolf heads, so you never see what their faces look like. However, vocalist Tokyo Tanaka, guitarist and rapper Jean Ken Johnny, or is it Jean Ken Johnny? I, I might go back and forth between those two. Um, anyway, and bassist Kanakazi Boy, on the other hand, wear wolf heads that are left open at the upper jaw level. As such, you can kind of make out their faces, which, as a band that keeps their identity secret, is something of a double-edged sword. So in order to make it tough for people to see what they actually look like, those three members have to paint their faces in a dark color to make it hard to decipher their appearance. So while you watch them perform, you can kind of make out their actual human pupils, which adds, like a kind of creepy level to their appearance. However, you do get that creepy aesthetic out of the way once they start performing. And I will say that my respect for Man With A Mission quadrupled with the level of showmanship and fun they bring to their shows. In a strange way, it was almost like watching an idol performance with call and responses and the like, but with a really good rock band. On top of that, they even have a great sense of humor, as they showed a very funny video with two of the members going on a driving course. And apparently, we Bostonians laugh a lot harder than the Japanese audience does when they show it. Which leads me to a bit of a hypothesis regarding one of the band members, uh, Jean Ken Johnny, or is it Jean Ken Johnny? One of those two pronunciations. <laughs> He's the one who spoke for the band for most of the night. And his English was perfect. I mean, it didn't sound fluent. It sounded native speaking level. And considering that he's done some covers in English, on top of the band playing a few shows in Los Angeles back in 2010, I have the sneaking suspicion that John Ken, or Gene Ken Johnny, is either... American or British? Again, this is just what I think. He could very well be 100% native Japanese with excellent English speaking skills, just like Takashi Hosomi from El Garden is. But this is just what my ear was telling me when Jean Ken or Jinken Johnny was speaking. But <laughs> I digress. Man with a Mission impressed me so much with their live show. And if you hear that they're coming to a town near you, I urge you to go see them. I wasn't sure what to expect when I saw them perform live, but it made me a much bigger fan of their work than I already was. 
They are currently touring Europe right now, and will do a Japan tour in the summer. And hopefully, for all of you American audiences out there, Man with a Mission will be coming back over here very soon. Now, speaking of live shows, last week I had the chance to go see Pixies and Franz Ferdinand perform live at the MGM Music Hall, and their sets were just pitch perfect. Opening up for them was also a fantastic act that calls themselves Bully. They just released a new album called Lucky For You, and from that album is Change Your Mind. Lovecraftian horror and black comedy. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's acclaimed second series, The Terrible Secret of Lot X. So, to the woman in green. 
Estelle Thorpe has made a precarious purchase. Get anything good? Contents of automobile trunk, back seat, and glove box unsorted. Mmm, riveting. But this auction win is more than it seems. A deranged man tried to outbid me. He confronted me afterwards. That box you bought? Burn it if you know what's good for you. He who is not to be named killed those boys and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you. To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered, Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Cubbenfield, a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I, I, I promise that if you are trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the goods are. Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems. I'm gonna just be upstairs cleaning my gun. <laughs> Who are you, my dad? <laughs> Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure. You summoned a demon and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now. And Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm-mm. That sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham, after all. Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children. The Necronomicon. Whatever your intent with this book, I caution you, and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you all brought me back. Brought you back from what? This is not our world. This is not our world at all. When the dance is done, and his infernal song rings loudest, there will be no lewd carnality denied to us. You leap onto this thing's back, bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. I will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you? It's take too long to explain. We got to get to get to the hospital. I'll tell you what. Right now, we we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I expect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I. The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X, the entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program or unlock all our secrets at CthulhuMystery.com.
Aside from their Runaway World single, that was Fana with Spiral. The main single currently serves as the opening theme to the anime series Run for Money, The Great Mission. And um, apparently the less I say about that anime, the better. So let's talk about a better cartoon. Clone High! Back in 2003, I was glued to my TV set each night watching that cartoon on MTV. The antics of Abe Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, and Cleopatra were some of the funniest things I had ever seen placed in a cartoon. It made fun of every teen drama show from that era, and it was both very clever and stupid with its humor. But like all great cartoons of that era, you know, like the Clerks cartoon and Mission Hill, it was unceremoniously cancelled. Also, apparently, a bunch of people in India went on a hunger strike over Gandhi's portrayal, which, um, do they know what the word parody means? Anyways, its creators, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Bill Lawrence, all three of whom have been super successful with films and TV shows like 21 Jump Street, Scrubs, the Sony Spider-Man animated films, and Ted Lasso, made it their mission to bring it back. And it took them 20 years to do it. Was it worth the wait? Oh, yeah. It most certainly was. So at the end of Now Season 1, all of the clones were frozen again, just as Abe Lincoln was about to say who he loved most. And as they get unfrozen 20 years later, you hear who his heart belongs to. Principal Scudworth now has a superior looking over his shoulder in the form of cold-hearted Candid Simpson, of whom the principal, of course, has a crush over. GFK is now a sex-positive role model rather than a perv. Joan is now one of the cool kids and is dating GFK. And Lincoln is dealing with his own set of issues. Sadly, no Gandhi. Yet. But to fill that void are a bunch of new and equally funny characters. There's the cool and smart kid duo of Frida Kahlo and Harriet Tubman, the hip Confucius, and a clone of Christopher Columbus who is trying very hard to distance himself from his clone father. And like in season one, every episode deals with the teen stuff. Things like fitting in with the right crowd, girly sleepover parties, putting on a musical, pre-midterm anxieties, and homecoming voting. And I would be a very bad person if I were to spoil any of the jokes showcased in Clone High Season 2, because holy shit, this series is still as hilarious as it was 20 years ago. The jokes and gags have not missed a single beat, and the characters find a way to both stay true to their original selves while at the same time helping them evolve to fit into the current era. Also, the callbacks to the first season are great, with one great example uh, being when Abe Lincoln is forced to sit when he's uh, canceled for a brief moment. There's just so much great humor in Clone High Season 2, and it goes to show that with enough time in the oven, an old show can feel fresh and new. Very much like the recent Beavis and Butthead reboot, which is also wicked funny. So, now with Clone High back, what other cartoons should be brought back next? Clerks? Mission Hill? Freakazoid? 
There are so many cartoons from the 90s and 2000s that were so underappreciated back when they first aired that deserve a second chance. And I hope that with the success of Clone High Season 2 and also the upcoming return of Futurama and Tiny Toons, we will see a lot more of these hidden gems shine for more eyes to see. Up next, we have Miwa, whom you may recall did the themes to such shows as Flying Witch and My Hero Academia. This is her most recent single, Haru no Oto. <laughs> Chilling around at Scarlet Rhapsody, we are an independent web zone covering conventions across the country. Scarlet Rhapsody breaks it down for you: the guests, the dealers, the culture, the cosplay, the trending fandoms, and what makes a convention worth the price of admission. Are you convention cultured? You will be. Visit us on the web at scarlet-rhapsody.com, Facebook at Scarlet Rhapsody Media, Twitter at Cons and Churros. YouTube at Scarlet Rhapsody Convention Cultured. And remember, the con is what you make of it, so make it a good one. See you at the con.
Jennings and the Tigers, that was People in This Town, an excellent song about what people don't realize they have close by in a vein very similar to the late Tom Petty. Bow and the Tigers are currently touring the U.S., so keep your eyes peeled to see if he comes to a town near you. Hope you are ready for a delicious cream pie. Yeah, there's no way I can say that without sounding creepy. <laughs> it's time for the Beat Town Sampler! You know you've got a good band when your second show ever is opening for the Dropkick Murphys. I was first introduced to Rebuilder back in 2019, when they opened up for Frank Turner's side project, Mongol Horde. Since that time, they've been upping their profile, with one of their songs, Le Grand Fromage, being featured in the third and final Clerks movie. They've also shared the stage with the likes of Nofex, Pennywise, and Bad Religion. This is the newest single from Rebuilder, and they call it Hold On.
I'm Manda, and together we're Black Compat. We're a growing community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday Wind Down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays, where we explore narrative and single-player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m., where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackandpat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern.
album Shiroto Hanataba that was Saari Hayami with Abyss. You can hear the singer and voice actress this coming summer in the role of Momoka in the upcoming series Ayako, A Story of Bonds and Wounds. She will also be returning to the role of Your Forger this fall for the new season and movie of Spy Family. I know I said I was done with these, but I think I have just one more left in me. So let me dust it off and stand on a bastard soapbox. June is Pride Month. It is a month to celebrate the hard work, dedication, and ongoing fight and struggles that the LGBTQIA community is going through. These are people who make up a huge part of our culture these days, be it in music, film, fashion, theater, and animation. They are also your regular Joes, who work as teachers, baristas, and even stay-at-home parents. People in the LGBTQIA community are exactly that. People. They're human beings, and they've always been human beings. So it pisses me off when I see politicians do everything they can to make these human beings' lives a living hell. And of course, we have to travel to Florida, the ball sack of America, to see how bad things are. Because of its governor and presidential candidate, (laughs) just saying that made me feel disgusted, Ron DeSantis, people in the LGBTQIA plus community are now being treated as third class citizens. There's the don't say gay bill, which is causing many schools to panic over how to help those in that community. There are states that aren't allowing drag performances, with them specifically targeting those who participate in harmless children's storytime reading. Then there is the bountiful of laws being passed to make it harder for transgender people to safely get the medical help they need to go from one gender to the next. And it's not just kids who need hormone blockers because they're not comfortable in their own body. It's also grown-ass adults who can and should be allowed to make their own decisions. Now, our good friend Kat from both Nerdy Show and Call of Cthulhu recently announced that she has to move out of Florida because the laws make it impossible for her to take the medication needed to be a healthy woman. Without it, she'll go straight into menopause on top of other medical complications. This is not okay. And it just makes me wonder why they're treating the LGBTQIA community like this. After all the progress that was made in these last 10 years, why is stuff regressing? Why are these homophobes and transphobes coming out of the woodwork like never before? What did any of these decent human beings do to these hateful fuckheads to warrant such a horrible mindset? In all honesty, I think a lot of these phobia-filled folks are dealing with their own insecurities. We may be a nation where we could have a hit song called Wet Ass Pussy, good song by the way, but many people still are very Puritan when it comes to sex, kinks, and other things revolved around one's orientation. 
Remember, the Puritans didn't escape from religious persecution. They were kicked out because they were ruining everyone else's fun. So what do we do? Personally, I think the answer is quite simple. We need to be more sex positive. If more people felt comfortable with what their sexual orientation is and the sort of things that they enjoy in the bedroom, then I feel like a lot of these homophobes and transphobes would be a lot happier and wouldn't spend all their time harassing good, decent people. Now, I'm not saying to broadcast to the world what it is you like sexually. I mean, there is a time and place for that sort of stuff. In fact, uh, in my current generation, I know more people who have an account for stuff like Field and FetLife than those who don't. Because a lot of my friends, and myself included, were brought up in a much better sex-positive environment. But not everyone has that opportunity to be raised that way. Because people try to revert shit back to the 1950s, or claim some old book of religion says it's wrong, even though there's evidence in scripture that contradicts it. So there's no reason why we can't all be adults and have a healthy conversation about the kind of people that turn you on or the kinds of things you like to do during sex. So long as the people involved are of legal age and so long as it's consensual and causes no physical or mental problems, anything should be fair game when it comes to bedroom play. And if you have friends who you can confide with this stuff in, all the better. It gets things off of your chest and puts you in a better mindset. These folks who want to silence the LGBTQIA community seem to be jealous that said community is out, proud, and comfortable in their skin. And I have a feeling that deep down, these phobia-filled folks want to be able to do the same. So why don't they? I bet that if they took the time to find themselves and see what makes them happy and who makes them happy, then their hateful mentality will slowly vanish. And as less bigots swarm rallies or political offices, I can surely bet that we as a society will evolve for the greater good. By the way, shout out to the Nagoya District Court for ruling that Japan's same-sex marriage ban was deemed unconstitutional. Bravo! I hope that by the end of this decade, Japan sees same-sex marriage fully legalized because I don't know a single person over there who is against it. So as an ally of the LGBTQIA community, I'm glad to be moving to a country that's thinking of a better future rather than one that's trying to revert back to a darker period of time. You know, like here in America. And I guess... For hopefully one last time, I shall stop off of this soapbox. Remember, these are my words, and not those of Electric Sisterhood and our friends and affiliates. Although I reckon they'd agree with most of what I said. And to stay on topic with sex positivity, here's a band that likes to make good old dirty rock music. They're called Loose Sutures, and they just released a badass record called Sato Sex for Dummies. And accompanying Loose Sutures on this song is Mondo Generator frontman and former Queen of the Stone Age, Nick Olivery. This is He's My Friend. Yeah! How do you 
show coming to you live from Tokyo, Japan, a year and special, and I'll be with my good friend, Evan Borgold, and you can tune into the Mike Rogers Show. We play Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese, uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show. Yes! Tune in! We're going to have our year-end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool. And you can hear more good songs just like this.
Happy Bivouac album that was The Pillows with Rush. And that was the first album of The Pillows I ever owned. Although, thank you, my Twilight was the first one I actually bought. Ah, the old memories of downloading music on spyware filled apps. So, マンウィザミシンは素晴らしい日本のロックバンドです。コンサートで生でミルノも素晴らしいです。彼らはとても面白くて、個性的です。しかし、私はバンドメンバーの一人が実は これは単なる理論です。クローナハイは20年間の休止期間を経て戻ってきましたが、今でも依然と同じくらい面白いです。新しいキャラクターと素晴らしいジョークでこの古典的なアニメが一段と新鮮に感じられます。クローナハイが
This is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them, Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.
Been a hot minute since I've heard this guy, Fred Abong, with his newest single, Father. The former Throwing Muses bassist has a new album coming out on July 20th called Fear Pageant. So keep your eyes peeled for that release. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Basher Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, the J-Pop Video Games Anime Amino pages, Instagram, and Twitch at kingbabyduckesh. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat which you can find at blackcompat.com, twitch.tv slash blackcompat, and youtube.com slash blackcompat. 
Promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from Bo Jennings and Freda Bong, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR, and a very special thank you to Suburban Spell and Roman Angelos for their contributions to Shameless Tuesdays. Shout out to Kabar PR also for that kinky as fuck loose sutures. Our final song for today comes from the chart-topping animated rock band K-Soko Band. Although Bochi the Rock won't be having a new season for a while, you know, despite a new compilation movie coming out next year, the anime girls are still making new music, and K-Soko Band have just released a new single that's just as good as the stuff on their debut album. This song is called Into the Light. And until next time, this is your King Baby Bat, reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps.
guys, this is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, from the Electric Sisterhood, and your host for the No Borders, No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com, CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can.